Okay, hi, welcome to another episode of Feigning Champs, and we're going to get right into it today. Um, we got a practice game coming up. Our very own Serene High. And again, I just want to re-emphasize, I'm not a Serene fan. I'm just covering the team. I'm a neutral observer. Um, today we have a practice game, Serene High, against Kaijo High. And I'm not a Kaijo fan either, by the way. I'll keep my my own fandom to myself for now. You know, I'm going to be unbiased. I'm going to be a neutral observer. I'm covering the team. That's how it is. Um, so today we have a practice game. Well, let's not get too excited, right? It is just a practice game, so maybe a little more appropriate. But we do have some exciting things to look forward to. Um, so let's get into it. Serene is going to be traveling to Kaido High School for the game. Um, Tepe did not make the trip. Um, and he has not been to practice yet this year. He's still in the hospital. So that injury is still bad and we're not going to see him today. So that is a little bit of a bummer on the Serene side. Um, but the game will be in uniform. So that'll give it a, a maybe a real game feel and maybe not make it feel like such a a practice game we'll have to see um let's get into Serene starters here they're going to be playing at the shooting guard position year two Junpai Huga they're going to be playing at the point guard position year two student Shun Izuki they are going to be playing at the center position year two student Rinosuke Mitobi and now, for the first year, guys, actually going to crack the squad for this practice game. Um, at power forward, we have first year Taiga Kagami. And at small forward, we have first year Tetsuya Koriko. So, we'll see how the two players that coach wanted to spotlight last time do in their first, uh, first taste of a game here. Now, for Kaijo, we don't know exactly who's going to be starting yet. Um, obviously, the big hubbub the big man on campus here is their first year player um another generation of miracles himself we got into a little bit last time Ryota Kise he is 170 pounds he's 6'2 he's a small forward and apparently he has some kind of copying abilities <laughs> whatever that means he can you know watch your style of play and mimic it pretty well just by seeing it once one or two times I think only even once he's pretty he's pretty gifted um this is my first time seeing him play so I don't know exactly what it's gonna look like but I'm I'm expecting big things from him I've heard really good things from about him um so since we don't know who is going to be starting for Kaijo I'm just gonna tell you their players like I said we have Ryota Kise he's a small forward we have Shinya Nakamura he's a small forward as well we have Mitsuhiro Hayakawa who is their shooting guard. We have Yukio Kasamatsu, who is a power forward. We have Yoshitaka Moroyama, who is their point guard. And we have Koji Kabori, who is a shooting guard for them. Um, and like we said on the episode before, they're a strong team. They're inter-high regulars. Uh, they have Ryoto Kisei coming to back them up. So this should be a good test for Seireen. We'll have to see. Um, Game time's going to be soon here. And, oh, we have... Looks like Coach is talking to his team right now. Um, 
Oh, we have some breaking news here. Some bad breaking news, actually. Uh, Coach is deciding not to start Ryoto Kisei in this game. So, man, that is disappointing news. I thought we were going to get to see him. Um, Oh, well. Uh, Anyway, game time will be soon, and we're about to get started there. All right, so we actually do have a couple more things to wrap up here uh, pregame. First of all, who says hubbub? (laughs) I think I said that earlier. Um, Anyway, we do have some interesting sound from Coach Ida, our coach of uh, Sayreen here, and... uh, we were asking her a little bit earlier pregame what she thought of Kaijo's lineup, and obviously she's got a really keen sense of observation, and she's really got a knack for basketball and basketball strategy, and also training. So we got we, you know, we wanted to get her opinion of what um, Kaijo's starting lineup was, and we have that sound for you here. So we're gonna play it for you now. I don't have a good feeling about this. I can't see everything because of their clothes, but every one of their numbers is through the roof. We'll be totally defeated physically, but I wouldn't expect anything less from a nationally ranked team. We've got Kuroko and Kagami on our side, but how far can their strengths realistically go against a powerhouse team like them? (laughs) So that was a little bit earlier when we were talking to Coach about Kaijo, it sounds like she's pretty impressed with their roster, and it sounds like she's got a lot of hope for these first years as well. And we actually have one more piece of sound for you here, because we wanted to know what Coach Ida thought specifically about Kisei, and she didn't give us much, but she did give us anything, so we're going to play that sound for you as well. And you actually might have heard at the end of that clip there, um, there were actually fans here gathering earlier and everything, and we thought it was maybe to watch the game or to watch practice, but no, it was all for Ryota, because remember, he's a model as well, so he's got he's got fans, especially a lot of girl fans, so um, yeah, he was definitely a very popular guy today. Um, but yeah, getting Coach's words on Ryota, she was very impressed with him, very impressed with the Kaijo team in general, and they're looking forward to this game. All right, so the actual game itself, um, it was crazy. I mean, the very first thing that we noticed was that we weren't noticing Koriko. I mean, he is, um, like Coach said, we'll see, we'll know it when we see it. We saw it today, and we know it now because he is quite the player. But let's get into what happened in the game. Um, like, like I said, the very first thing that we noticed was that we didn't notice Koriko and him and Kagami hooked up for a pretty big dunk right away so big in fact that Kagami broke the rim now 
Coach Taikuki, Taikuchi of Kaijo, he wanted us to be playing on the practice court to begin with for some reason. He was holding a regular practice over on the full court. Um, we got lured from the bench a little bit later. That kind of lit a fire under Savory and kind of rubbed some of their players the wrong way, especially Kagami. And Kuriko and Kagami hooked up right away for that big dunk, and Kagami jammed it down, jammed it down, and broke the rim. Now, we got some reports that maybe the rim was a little bit old and rusty, maybe the bolts were a little bit rusty, maybe it was breaking anyway, but still, it was an emphasis jam, and it got the point across too, because um, Coach Takuchi from Kaijo <laughs> got him all hot and bothered, and so they moved us over to the full court. Um, he actually decided after that to put Kisei in, <laughs> the coach, because of how, um, I guess that made him really angry that Kagami broke the rim, which I understand because, I mean, who's paying for that, right? Um, so anyway, they restart the game. And again, Kagami and Kuroko kind of impress early. Um... But, you know, now that Kisei was in the game, he was answering too. And, in fact, when the game started again, he answered with a dunk of his own. And it was a fierce, fierce dunk. It actually looked cleaner and more powerful and just cooler than Kagami's did. Even though Kagami broke the rim and Kisei didn't. And Kisei's teammates actually looked a little, like, upset with him or angry at him that he didn't also break the rim. So, yeah. Um... The game was crazy, though. It was intense. Possessions were going back and forth. Kisei, Kagami, Koriko, they were all shining. So the first years on Seirin, you know, maybe Coach was right to be excited about them. And Kisei, Generation of Miracle himself for Kaijo. He was right to be impressed by him because the three of them were definitely the three standout players of the game. And even though Seirin was playing a better team game, like they looked like a, a strong unit and they were sharing the basketball and passing and everybody was getting a little bit involved, even though it was mostly a Kagami and Koriko show for the first years um, during the practice game. Even though Seirin had that, you know, they were gelling as a team, Kisei was still dominant. Uh, and he was actually starting to show off some of his copying abilities like we were hinting at earlier. And it's true. I mean, he can watch you play and he can he can kind of get down. Um, and he was he was doing that to Kagami a little bit. Um, the pace was intense and Coach Aida was, you know, making adjustments. She switched at one point from man to man to zone D and that was actually pretty early on. They started focusing on being good inside, around the paint, inside the arc. Um, and they were... Kagami was mainly guarding Kisei, but they were moving to to help him out. Other players were moving in to kind of help him try to get a balance. Uh, but as the first quarter went along, Kaijo really started also coming together as a team. And their team's work started getting better, and Kisei started showing off a little bit more, too. And Kisei was also getting the better of Kagami, you know, throughout the first quarter. And the first quarter ended 27-35 Kaijo. So, by the end of the first, um, things were not looking 
too good for our boys over at Sayreen. But, you know, we had three more quarters to go, so I guess we'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> ah, we already know what happens. Second quarter, Coach Ida, she was making more adjustments in between the quarters, which, I mean, she was kind of proving herself, I think at least, to be a good coach. And as this game went along, she kind of started proving that more and more. Um, but she was making adjustments earlier in the first quarter. Obviously, the first quarter didn't go their way. She's making more adjustments in between quarters. And the gym actually started to feel kind of like a game atmosphere to it, actually. Um, like I said, the pace was intense, so the pace definitely had a real game pace. But the actual gymnasium itself, I mean, like I said, Kisei had some female supporters there, but there were also... You know, as the first quarter started going along, and by the time the second quarter started, there were some actual Kaijo fans in there, and there was some chanting going on. Um, the second quarter started Fast and Furious too, just kind of adding to that to that game atmosphere. And Seirin's team play began to shine again. Just like how they started fast in the first quarter, they started fast in the second quarter, and especially Kagami and Kuroko's connection and Kuroko is a passing machine holy smokes Kagami can play he can dunk he can jump he's got a little bit of a shot but not much um but Kuroko man can he pass it's, you can see what how he was a generation of miracle regular um because he's just he's like an invisible man out there he's it's crazy that their team barely notices him and he's out there passing 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 um and also, honorable mention here, Huga really started to step up in the second quarter. He made a big three, he was making some nice passes, he was playing some good defense, he made a couple of other shots as well, and Huga really started to come alive in the second quarter. Um, but, Kisei's still a monster, and at one point, Koriko actually moved to double-team Kisei with Kagami, and Koriko was actually, incidentally, accidentally injured. Um, he was kind of hit in the head um, with a stray limb while he was defending Kisei. And so Kuroko comes out of the game in the second quarter. And it's possible they were, um, you know, he had to go through concussion protocol and everything because he got hit in the head and he was down. And so, uh, yeah, he came out. Shinji Kogane got subbed in. And after the injury to Kuroko, Seiri's team play actually got better. Um, I guess it's because they didn't have Kuroko to rely on to make a lot of those great passes and see the court like that and, and kind of manage the game that way. So the team play had to take a step up and Huga and Izuki really, really stepped up. And it was great to see because you needed some of those second year guys to start shining a little bit and Huga did earlier. But now Izuka started to as well, so that was good. Um, and then with very little time left, and by the end of the second quarter, Seirin was still behind, but the game was closer. Uh, it was Seirin 48, Kaijo 52. So let's fast forward a little bit to kind of the end of the game. Um, let's go all the way to the fourth quarter. The third quarter was... Again, some adjustments made by both sides, mostly though Coach Ida. We were really impressed with her strategies in this game. Um, and the game was continued to go back and forth, and Kaijo remained in control throughout the third quarter. But it was with 
I don't know, about 8.51 left in the fourth. And Sayreen was still behind and a little bit more behind than they were uh, before. It was 68-74 Kaijo. And they decided to sub Kuroko back in. Now, he took a nap during the third quarter, actually. Um, or at least so we heard and saw, actually, because he was literally laying on, like, a sleeping bag or something behind the bench. It was bizarre, but whatever. Um, so they decided to sub Kuroko back in. He passed the concussion protocol in the locker room at halftime. He took his nap, and he felt fine enough to come back in. So he came back in. He did have a bandage on his head. So maybe call into question the concussion protocol a little bit. Maybe wasn't exactly passing the test and just because he is a quote-unquote star player even though he's only a first year you kind of overlook the concussion and let him go back in now you hope that's not true because like i said they let him nap which i don't think you're supposed to do when you have a concussion and um it's only a practice game so why are we putting people's healths in jeopardy but anyway kuroko came back in and with kuroko back in Savering takes even another step forward. Their team play, which had gotten better over the course of the first and second quarter and then got better when Kuroko got hurt because they couldn't rely on him. Now that Kuroko's back in, they got even better again. But Kisei, you know, he really proved to be to be quite the player. I was really impressed. He's not a good player. He's a great player. And he kept fighting, and he kept showing off his moves, and he was copying a move here, copying a shot there, copying a crossover here. He was blending in his own skill. It was really, really, really incredible to watch. Um, but Sayreen kept gaining ground, gaining ground throughout the rest of the fourth quarter with really, really great team play. And then our guy, our captain, Junpai Huga, finally ties the game with about four and a half minutes left. It's a huge clutch shot to tie the game 82-82. Um, this tied game, you could tell it really, that shot, it really lit a fire under Kisei. He took his pace up a game. Kaijo took their pace took their pace up a bit. Um, which in turn, Seirin took their pace up. And Kagami and Kisei just started having this incredible duel at the end of the game to see who was going to win this game. No one could hold the lead. It was back and forth and back and forth. Seirin's lead. Kaijo's lead. Tied. Seirin. Kaijo. Tie. 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 You know, it was basket for basket. Um, and Coach Ida, like I said, she was coaching her ass off. Really. She was making some incredible adjustments throughout the game, especially late game. Um, and it comes off to the last play. An alley-oop. <laughs> Believe it or not, an alley-oop. Kuriko takes what looks to be a shot, but was actually a pass to Kagami. Kisei jumps to contest it, but Kagami flies, man. This kid can get air. He jumps, he jumps, he jumps, and he's soaring through the air. He gets over Kisei, and he dunks it for a buzzer beater. Unbelievable. Seiri wins the game 100-98. And it was an incredible game. Like I said, Seirin goes crazy. Kaijo was stunned. I think even Kisei was a little upset. Um, man, it was awesome, though. Great game. And like I said, Kisei is not a good player. He's a great player. And Coach Ida was right. Seirin has something to look forward to in these first years. And I think you add Tepe into this team. 
man, Saban's going to be something special this year, I think. This practice game, I think, confirms it. I think they're going to take up, you know, they're going to start right back up again where they left off last year before they lost Tepe. And this is without him. So you add him back in, wow. I think this team can really compete. Um, We'll have to see. I mean, this could have been a lucky and outcome and it could have easily gone Kaijo's way if you know they go to overtime because Kisei blocks that shot or if Kisei finds the ball in his hand with at the end of the game instead of Kagami and Koriko this game could have easily gone either way but just the fact that Seiwin could compete with a team of this caliber and a player of Kisei's caliber I think is very promising um very promising indeed it was a great game it was a great game. All right, so we do have a last bit of business to wrap up after that awesome game, practice game, sorry. Um, and that is to look ahead to our first preliminary game of the Inter High, um, which will be against Shinkyo. Uh, the player to watch out for them is actually an exchange student named Papa Mbaya Sike. So he is apparently even taller than Kagami. Very, very tall, apparently. Uh, don't know anything about him as a player. We're going to dive into him a little bit and do that um, for the pregame that we do for that game. But just uh, something to look forward to here. Looking to Shinkyo and looking to Papa. Um, will we see Tepe? We don't know. He hasn't been to practice yet this year. He didn't make the trip today to Kaijo. And... Um, we haven't heard anything about him from coach, so we'll have to see. Um, and now I did say I wanted to keep my, my fandom personal, but not when it comes to the heat. We want all that smoke, really. Bring on the Sixers, bring on the Raptors, we don't care. We'll eat you up. Culture, baby. Culture. Um, anyway. We do have an NBA playoff update for you, and let's go Heat. Future NBA champs. NBA playoff update. First of all, go Heat. Bucks beat Bulls 116-100 to in Game 5. Bucks win Series 4-1 to over Bulls. Giannis led the Bucks with 33 points, 9 rebounds, and 3 assists. Pat Connaughton had 20 points. Bobby Portis had a double-double with 14 points and 17 rebounds. And Jairo Holiday had 9 assists. For the Bulls, Patrick Williams had 23 points. Nikola Vucevic had a double-double scoring 19 points and getting 16 rebounds. Also Kobe White scored 17 points. And Amar Derazan got 7 assists. On to the next game, but first, go Heat. Warriors beat Nuggets 102-98. Warriors win the series four games to one over the Nuggets. Warriors were led by Steph Curry, of course. He had 30 points. Clay Thompson scored 15. And Gary Payton II also had 15. Nikola Josic had a good game in the defeat. A double-double, scoring 30 points and grabbing 19 rebounds. Demarcus Cousins had 19 points. By the way, the Heat, the Heat, the Heat are on fire. Tonight, 4-28-2022. The NBA playoffs continue. Game 6 between the 76ers and the Raptors at 7 p.m. on NBA TV. Sixers lead series 3 games to 2. 
Game 6 Suns vs Pelicans at 7.30 p.m. on TNT. Suns lead series 3-2. Game 6 Mavericks against Jazz at 10 p.m. on TNT. Mavericks lead the series 3-2. And lastly, let's go OO Heat. Alright, so NBA playoff update. And just in case you have a chance of forgetting, don't ever forget. Be warned, Toronto. Be warned, Philadelphia. Because the only thing that you have to look forward to is that heat culture, baby.